Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Neon uses popular culture to talk about the history behind it. I've enjoyed recent episodes devoted to the Japanese animated film classic Akira, the TV series Vikings, and the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, who had to be called Hero Turtles in some parts of the world because Ninja sounded too violent. And for each, host and historian Jem Daduchu delivers an informative, chatty sounding monologue, exploring the historical facts that underpin these films and shows and games. So maybe it's what Viking life was really like, why anime is so popular in Japan, and whether ninjas did actually wear black. Here's some of an episode about the 1987 film Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which can be read as an allegory of the Vietnam War. The director is John McTiernan, and oh my God, did he have a hat trick of amazing movies, because Predator came out in 1987, and uh, he was under a lot of pressure to keep this under budget and to get pack in the action, okay? And he'd only made one movie before this, and it wasn't exactly an action fest, so he was determined to show that you know he could do tense scenes and lots of action, and it worked really well. It's really interesting listening to his director's commentary on the movie because it's terrible. His opening line as the movie starts is, man, I haven't seen this for ages. So he hasn't exactly come with notes. And by the end, this has jogged his memory. So you could basically fast forward half the movie if you just want to hear the director's commentary because he really gets into his stride about halfway through to the point where as the credits are rolling, he's still going on. You know, he's still remembered stuff. And it's like, this this is sloppy work. Could you have not have done this and then done it again with him? Because now he's remembering all the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, so John McTiernan directed Predator in 1987. Then a year later, the man directed Die Hard. And then two years later, his next movie was The Hunt for Red October. These are three really good thrillers and quite different as well. You could argue that Hunt for Red October is just as fantastical as Predator, but it's sort of a more grounded thriller than Predator. And Die Hard, in a way, was a reaction to people like Arnold Schwarzenegger because Bruce Willis looks like an everyman. The thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger is it looks like he's being chiseled out of granite in his prime. As people have pointed out with the Terminator, it's like, why does the Terminator have to look like a bodybuilder with a thick Austrian accent? He's an infiltration unit. He sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes, but Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime looked like he was a cyborg. Okay, he looks like he's machine underneath that. And if you'd got a great actor like Anthony Hopkins to play, play the Predator, he wouldn't have just had that physical threat going. So the clever thing is, the Predator in the movie, at one point towards the end, picks up Arnie by the throat and and holds him up in one arm. And we all know that we couldn't do that with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the point, and when you see Arnie's feet swinging underneath him, you realise the Predator, is, everything Arnie is, the Predator is plus. And so what chance does Arnie have? And we, you know, I keep mentioning these stories about myths and things like that, but it critical part of storytelling is if we know the good guy can defeat the obstacle easily, 
it's not a very good story. So the fact that we've seen how good these commandos are, followed by the Predator taking them down with ease, is a really clever way of making us feel very sorry for Arnold Schwarzenegger, who looks like he could lift up a truck. Full disclosure, at one point, he does lift up a truck uh, in, in this movie uh, to, to cause the, the big explosion, because things have to blow up a lot in this movie. Few other things about the cast. Um, Jesse Ventura is uh, sort of quoted as saying, "You know, this reminds me of my days of Vietnam, but this is a lot more fun because people weren't shooting at me." Jesse Ventura is being sort of right about that. Jesse Ventura was in a sort of an elite uh, force in Vietnam, and this is true. He did serve uh, for five years, as there's no doubt about that. Um, but it was it was a force that was involved in clearing obstacles on on the coast. And while he was ready to go, and while he was definitely a well trained soldier, he didn't see action in Vietnam, and he certainly didn't spend his time marching through the jungles. But hey, I'm not going to argue with the man, even though he's in his 70s, he could still happily rip my head off. He also has that great line uh, when somebody turns to him and says, you're hit, you're bleeding, and he says, ain't got time to bleed. Now, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he does the scene with throwing the machete into the guy's chest and comes up with the line, stick around. Um, <laughs> this, line, this movie is full of great one-liners. Um, apparently th that was actually ad-libbed by Arnie and a reminder that he may be a very big muscular guy, but he's also a very smart guy. Uh, for me personally, uh, the greatest scene in this movie is when, uh, spoiler, Jesse Ventura is uh, shot and he's killed, at which point Bill Duke, Mac, picks up his minigun, old painless as it's called. I'll come on to that in one moment. Um, and he starts firing into the into the jungle and then everybody else joins in and literally there is a minute of solid gunfire. Grenades are fired, bullets are shot. It's just noise as people are screaming as the gun's going off and off and off again and again and again. And what happens is they they clip the predator. They find some blood on on a well. His blood, by the way, is a mixture of that glow stick stuff that you get and KY jelly. That's how they created the the look. It was actually quite lo-fi. A lot of the stuff in Predator. Um, but the point is, all that power, all that destructive force, achieved very little. So you could argue that Predator is, in a way, a metaphor for America's impact in jungle warfare because in Vietnam. They had a huge amount of power and they didn't get what they wanted. And then you got all these activities in these covert ops in the jungles and they didn't, it didn't always go their way. And actually kind of sometimes they undeniably made the, the situation worse. However, it does have a great line connected with that when they find the blood. Um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Subtle. I love the logic there. It's almost Aristotelian in its thought process there, Arnie, or Dutch as he's called. Um, also, I have to do a shout out to Arnie and Carl Weathers. So again, apologies, Carl, for getting uh, getting your name wrong earlier on. But uh, when they have the most manly handshake in cinema history, when they first meet, they slap their hands together in a way that no human beings ever do when they shake hands <laughs> and their biceps bulge and the sweat's dribbling off. They're probably just covered in baby oil at that point, but it's a super manly thing. But the point is that all these muscles, all these guns are pointless against an effective jungle 
predator. And uh, the fight at the end is about using traps and booby traps and ingenuity, which is exactly what the Viet Cong did against the Americans in Vietnam. So, uh, you know, again, you have these things where I'm pretty sure 1987, I'm sure there's a bunch of American veterans who would have sat down, watched that movie and went, this is a fantastical version of what I actually lived through. And, uh, you know, maybe that caused a little bit of pain for them. I've got one other little nugget. You got Billy the sort of Native American scout guy, uh, where, again, great line where Arnie goes up to him, goes, you know, what's wrong, Billy? No man. You're scared of no man. And he goes, whatever out, whatever's out there is no man. But that was played by Sonny Landham. And unfortunately, Son Sonny died uh, last year in 2017. Uh, but he was a big, tough, violent guy to the extent that he had bodyguards. Now, this isn't bodyguards to protect him. This is bodyguards to basically diffuse the situation about anybody around him. And, it, you know, he was a tough guy. And it's, again, another sign that on set there was a lot of machismo going on. And Carl uh, uh, Weathers tells a wonderful story, goes, you know, look, to have this body you need to be in your prime. You need to work out. He goes, so what I did was I got up before everybody else and, you know, worked hard in the gym for maybe a couple of hours and then got back just as everybody was waking up and just be sitting there having breakfast, pretending as if my body was naturally, oh, you're going to the gym. Okay. Well, you know, maybe I'll see you later because I don't need it kind of thing. Um, so yeah, the, the, the whole thing sounded like half hell, half fun. Predator is... You know, some people say it's a guilty pleasure. I'm going to argue against that. It's a well put together movie. Is it subtle? No. Are you looking for the character development? Uh-uh. But then again, Pride and Prejudice is terrible at gunfights, okay? For what it does, it does a really good job. And, you know, when you then see what John McTiernan goes on to make, you can see that he's taken everything that he's learned from Predator and he grow, expands on it and grows it. And he becomes a more and more confident director as he comes through that trilogy of just amazing films. Oh, by the way, the one that broke, the, bro, uh, broke his run was the early 1990s movie Medicine Man, which was at the time hailed as a huge, big potential movie because, you know, John Tiernan had come off these three mega films and it was starring Sean Connery and it was in jungles again. Uh, really? really didn't work. Please don't bother with uh, Medicine Man. But anyway, Predator, if you have not seen it, I know I've given away a few bits here, but I certainly haven't given away all of it. If you have not seen Predator, watch that film. It's just a lot of fun. Grab some popcorn and just flip into just entertain me mode and you will not be disappointed. This is one of the things where Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, he you can see why he's a movie star. He was never an actor. He was always a movie star and he's mesmerizing. He absolutely absorbs the screen. But you've got Stan Winston at his cutting edge as well with his amazing and unique character creature design. So it's a great film that actually is tapping into some of America's base fears about these jungle fighting and about their brave American boys. Are they ever going to be seen again as they get absorbed into the jungle and fighting this unseen enemy? Literally what had happened a generation earlier in Vietnam and beyond. So it does actually have some history to be said too. The Neon Podcast and some of its Predator episode presented by Jem Daduchu and produced by Dan Morell. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.